Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 139, recorded live on February 6th, 2010. And here are your hosts, the man who's got a weird chin thing, Dave Pillay. Hi. The man who shaved this morning, Andy Lowe. Hi. And our guest this week, the man who's sporting the mountain man look, at least according to his twit pics, Mo Flacky. Hey, hey, hey. You still got that whole mountain man thing going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, uh... I'm rocking the beard. It's my winter insulation. Chin thing? Well, I don't know what it's called. It's not I really... Mean, technically, it's a goatee. <laughs> well, that is the saddest goatee I've ever seen. <laughs> that may be so, but that doesn't mean it's not a goatee. Well, it, wouldn't it... Wait, is it a Van Dyke, or is that a... Hell, oh, I know. It's hair on his chin. Can we leave it at that? <laughs> I think technically it's a goatee. Van Dyke. I think go. it looks good. Let's see. What's the, what's the difference between a Van Dyke and a goatee? Okay, here we go. Goatee refers to a beard grown only on the chin. Okay, so goatee and a mustache is a Van Dyke. Dave, you have a goatee because you don't have a mustache. Awesome. So that's what All your right. chin thing so is. We're, we're done with the chin thing. It is a goatee. Yes. You guys should just both do what I do and just grow a full beard for the whole winter. Oh, Dave, Dave can't, and Kate wouldn't let me. <laughs> I will freely admit I don't have that much facial hair growth. Wow, that's terrible. I remember when that was me. I, I am a very heavy sleeper, so Kate would most likely go after me with my electric razor while I'm sleeping. Nice. <laughs> nice. not that heavy a sleeper. Nice. Well, she could basically just the like the beard trimmer, sideburn trimmer thing on the back. She could probably just do like a giant strip straight down the middle. By the time I Which notice would force what, you to yeah. My, for a good two weeks during break, my beard was just so ragged. I went into the uh, the liquor store, and this guy starts asking me questions in broken Arabic. And I turn around, and I look at him, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, oh, wait, you don't work here, and wandered off. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I realized I needed to trim my beard. Mm. Mo is a terrorist, it seems. <laughs> Yeah, but we knew that anyways. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on, terrible. driving across the country, refusing to fly. It's not that he can't. He doesn't want to fly. It's that he's on a pilot. <laughs> oh, you're both terrible. <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> wow. Oh. oh, man, that was good. Suffice it to say, I usually shave before I get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> right, they won't let you fly. If you don't oh, they'd let me, shave, but they probably print out your fake IDs and all that, right? Oh. FYI, Mo Flacky is not his actual name. No, it's just <laughs> the name on his passport. <laughs> <laughs> if I could get a passport with Mo Flacky on it. Oh, that'd be golden. It would be solid don't gold. Don't change your name. No. Screw you. I don't think the fiance would want a last name to end up to be Flacky. Well, she doesn't have to take your last name. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, congratulations, sir. Yes, thank you. Yes, for those who uh, don't know, Mo Flacky has gotten engaged. Yeah, uh, but... I'm sure that's quite a, a lot of them, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, like, any of our listeners know him. Mm, probably not. Maybe, like, One three. or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll be they know him as a previous guest. Yeah. Yes, Mo, you currently hold the record with five appearances now after this awesome. one. Episode 34, 39, 72, 108, and now 139. The scary thing is he didn't need to look that up. Nice. I should uh, I should play those numbers in the lottery. <laughs> I, I don't if think you win, that, we get a cut. I don't think there is 139 balls in the lottery. 
<laughs> well, damn it, there should be. Hey, just break it. It's 13 and 9 or yeah. 1 and 39. I guess you have to buy two. Yeah. Well, we got a six-number lottery out here. Mm, well, do you have a seven-number? Because you can do 34, 39. Well, I... Mm. All right. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's... This is going to be another hard one for Andy to edit down. Oh, uh, yeah, we... but I cut my chops on Tony, so now I'm... <laughs> You're like, man, I can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> what was the actual recording time on that one? The actual recording time on that one was one hour and 18 minutes. So you cut out... 18 minutes. Well, actually, 18 minutes and 38 seconds, because there's eight seconds of, of intro and 30, sa- 30 seconds of outro to make it an hour, in case you were wondering. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking... Yeah, you cut out a quarter of it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. Math. So one, one of the reasons Andy was able to cut it out so much is we kind of skipped some topics. <laughs> yeah, we, we skipped. And moved into this week. <laughs> we skipped nice. two. One that Dave wanted to talk about and one that I wanted to talk about. Dave, talk about your topic. Well, it, it wasn't my topic. It was yours. But uh, I wanted to talk. I wanted to bring it up and, and kind of discuss it was the how do you measure the value of a game? OK, um, and well, you have we'll to you have to measure it against something. So it's either how do you measure a game's worth? It's either time or money or enjoyment, basically. That's what that's, right. Are you, are you going to sit here and like come up with a formula? I, well, this guy actually already did. Really? Yeah. I get all the way through here. What was the... Uh, so how, how does it work? Mr. Math, explain that to uh, us. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you think I read these topics? <laughs> okay, so, guess, uh, he rates, so it, he rates the quality yeah. out of 10. Okay. Probably just using Metacritic and things like that. Now, then he multiplies your decimal value. So like 9 out of 10 would be 0.9 and a 4 out of 10 would be 0.4. And you multiply your decimal value by your time played. In case now, is he doing that in minutes or fractions of an hour? It looks like he's doing it by hour. And then you okay. divide how much you spend on the game, so the cost. So his example would be Final Fantasy Tactics. He, he uh, War of the Lions, Final Fantasy Tactics, War of the Lions. That's a freaking long name. <laughs> I love how his acronym is still FFT colon W-O-T-L. W-O-T-L. Oy. Um, you put a K on that and you have Wrath of the Lich King. Sad, but true. Yeah. <laughs> But, so, That's what I thought when I looked at the acronym WT Wrath of the uh, Final fa- What? <laughs> Final Fantasy, wow. I, hey, people would probably buy it. I know, it would be the, the most amazing combination ever. It would, like, rake in money. It would destroy lives. Yeah. So, 0.9 times 8.5 divided by 30. Gave him Final Fantasy Tactics a 2.55. So, higher numbers, better. I think so, yes. Well, he, well, hmm. Okay, so yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics gave it a 2.55. Well, this seems to, to devalue games that take longer to finish, then. Well, no, well, no, no, no. Longer gives it more value. Oh, does wait. Yeah, because that's in the numerator, the top part. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, it's what's rating the... rating times length divided by price. Oh, divided by price. Okay, I got you. I got you. That's why World so, of Warcraft is a... Uh, I think a... that puts far too much emphasis on price, though. Mm. Well, price is a big... Yeah, but... I mean, if you look at this, Portal scored a point one eight, which is ridiculous because it was way better than that. Yeah. If it were half the price, it would be double the value. Yeah. So there is a, a inverse proportion to price. They see that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like, okay, Portal was a good game. It was a fun game. But I think this is kind of the, um, it's a priority ranking. Which ones do you buy first? You buy the ones with yeah, the higher... Yeah, but if you wait longer, then the price usually drops. Yeah. Right. And then, and then it moves up on the priority list. Mm. So if Portal goes on sale and it's 10 bucks, then it's priority double. it's doubles. still not nearly as good as, as, like, the $90 game above it? 
or it's just barely better than the $90 game above it, mm. the Gaia 2 Dual Saga. Mm. This puts, I think this puts way too much value on time mm-hmm. and money. Yeah, I don't think it gives enough, yeah, it doesn't give enough value to the ranking. But... What if the ranking was not decimal? What if it was just the straight ranking? So if it was a nine out of ten, I mean, because if you if you look at this, if uh, if hmm, uh, think of this, I could come up with a point one game, right? A really crappy game. Yeah, yeah. scored a one out of ten. But if it has three hundred hours of play time and it costs you thirty bucks, yeah, right, right. Well, that's a one. <laughs> yeah, that's five times better than Portal. <laughs> right. But gotcha. Dave. Would you be? Would you actually be playing a one out of ten game for three hundred hours? I don't know. But tell you what, would you play a point five game for a hundred and fifty hours? Well, I I don't know it. It honestly actually, it wouldn't be hundred and fifty. I would be point five game for sixty hours. It. It's hard to see. This is the problem: is it's hard to tell how much time you're going to be able to get out of a game. I think you can't numeralize this kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I think you you, can't just probably can, but it would have to be a very personal system, and this one certainly is not for me. If this works for him, more power to him. Yeah, so this doesn't work for me. So, Dave, how do you rate your games? I have an internal comparison scale of this game is better than this game in this category. Because I'm looking at my pile of Xbox 360 games. 1, 2, 3, 4, yeah. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I've got 22 games here. Okay. Yeah. Can you pick a best game from that? Can I pick a best game from all of this? And see, when I, when I look at that question, if you were to ask that to me, I'd say, well, best game in what way? Because some games are better than others in various ways. Yeah. See, like my, my selection of games is almost entirely different types of games. Like... I can get over here. Um, I actually see the titles. Yeah, I had to turn mine sideways right now. Yeah, me too. Um, Damn it, now I'm actually like... Re- or- oh, crap, I dropped some. So like, what do I got? <laughs> I got Dragon Age, <clears throat> Sega Rally Revo, Fallout 3, Bioshock, Medal of Honor Airborne, Rock Band, Tekken 6, Batman Arkham Asylum, and Mass Effect. I have Stuntman Ignition. <laughs> Nice. Dave, we really should try out the multiplayer version of that, because I've got should that we? as two. I'm awful at it. Like, really, really bad. I am, I've actually beaten the entire single-player version of it, except for the make-your-own-stunts game. Table Tennis, Gears, GTA, Dead Rising, Fatal Inertia, Halo, Soul Cal, Force Unleashed, and some NCAA. And I'm borrowing Assassin's Creed 2. Is that... Yeah. No, I returned mine, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I couldn't borrow yours. <laughs> See, now you've got me organizing all these things by time. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. <laughs> Andy, yeah. put the games away. Focus. But yeah, for a number of my games, they're, you know, different. They're, they're drastically different types of games. I got a few RPGs right. in here, but. And so it, it's kind of unfair to compare them to each other. I mean, you've got to compare them, but it's, yeah. you can't do it properly. Like, I can't, I can't take, like, say, two of the most recent games I played, Dragon Age, and Arkham Asylum. I can't compare those to each other, like, numerically. I mean, I could tell you about them and what I liked about each one, but I can't say that aspects of one should be in the other. They don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they don't mix. It'd be different if I took, like, Dragon Age and, and Mass Effect Fallout, but even then, so there's different a, types of RPGs. Here's another problem with this formula, by the way. Yeah. It assumes time is positive. 
that is yeah. your use of time is a, is a positive expenditure. Right. Because if I play a free game mm-hmm. and I actually play it for half an hour or even 10 minutes, yeah. it's cost me 10 minutes. Yeah. And it might be really, really crappy. Right. But it would have an infinite value on this scale because yeah. it was free. But that's 10 minutes you'll never get back. Right. It takes you 10 minutes to figure out if a game is crap or not. Yeah. You might say, well, maybe it gets better. <laughs> You've never you've never sat down and been like, wow, this really sucks, but you know, I'm going to stick through it and maybe it'll get better. I started playing, okay, so what was it? Sands of Times and then the, the second one was the Two Princes or something like that. The Twin Two Thrones. Two Thrones. Prince of Persia. Yeah. Prince of Persia. Yeah. I got that game, yeah. put it in put it in the PS2, I think it was actually at the time. Mm-hmm. Started playing it for about five minutes. I'm like, this is crap, but I decided yeah. to keep with it. Yeah. After an hour, I still thought this game was crap, and then I returned it. Yeah, right. I, was, I, okay, I did the same so thing. Let's, let's look at that. So what did it cost you on this scale? Zero, because you returned it. Yes. And you spent ten hours? No, no. One oh, hour. One hour. Okay. Yeah. One hour cost you nothing. I don't care what rating it is. It had infinite value to you. But it was a horrible game. It, I wasted yeah. an hour. <laughs> right. And that's why the scale doesn't work. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Two. Sands of Time was such an excellent game, too. I, uh, I was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm like, oh, awesome. It's the sequel to Sands of Time. And I put it in. I'm like, oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> I, I really wish Sands. Microsoft would uh, release Sands of Time on their Games on Demand uh service because i would like to play that again it's too bad because uh microsoft is getting rid of the original xbox games on there oh well not well actually yeah that's part of the one of the topics on there they're well no they are stopping xbox live for original xbox games oh oh yeah yeah i heard about this i like, misread that then like yeah like halo 2 and stuff they, yeah you can't you, yeah they, the matchmaking and mm-hmm. they're shutting oh, that, down xbox live for all original xbox games that kind of sucks well, if you remember, remember how we talked about this a long time ago, it's like, why is our Xbox friends limit at 100 people? And some people said it's because of the original Xbox Live. They had to be compatible with the original Xbox games. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is Microsoft realizing, okay, the only way we can time move forward with... Up. <laughs> yeah, time, time to grow up. Time to, yeah. time to just chop off what doesn't work with Xbox Live anymore and move forward. So I'm thinking... It's sad, yes, that um, people who really love Halo 2 aren't going to be able to play Halo 2, Mm -hmm. but boo-hoo. Grow up and get Halo 3. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's a sequel out called Halo 3, and it's really cool. It, it's right? actually very well done. I mean, it's it's formulaic. It's a Halo game, but... <laughs> but if you're into that kind of thing, Halo 3 is just damn for good. you. <laughs> yeah. ODST is fun. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Let's see. So oh, Splinter know. Cells go with the Tom Clancy game. And then we cut all the NCAA. Sorry, I'm still organ. Okay, back to... All right, Andy, you're done. Put your Andy. games away. <laughs> Stop. You can do it later. <laughs> but they're all... I will open up League of Legends and start playing. Oh... Yeah, you might want to stop playing with your games, Andy. <laughs> I, I am. I'm done. <laughs> you sound so sad now. Because <laughs> I've never actually thought about how to organize them, but now they're all in like separate piles all over the place. Um, by title, usually works quite well. Yeah. I just I stack them, and then um, they're basically organized by which games I'm currently playing are on top. I have mine on a shelf. Well, yeah. right now they're in a box. Yeah, they will be on the shelf there. after the episode, though. There you go. Mine are I'm just to on top of the Xbox, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, on live. Yes. 
which was the really cool, amazing play video games that are not running locally, so you can play them anywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they demoed it? Well, no. It, this is basically a... Uh, they, these guys got into the OnLive beta, and so they posted all about the OnLive beta and what it looks like and how it works and everything else like that. How does one get into the online beta? I'm not sure how they got into the online beta. Okay, I first have to admit that I don't actually have a beta account with the online service. Instead, a friend of a friend of a friend passed me their login information after I requested in order to write a preview of the technology. Nice. Wow. OnLive is only selecting beta members that are on ISPs close to their current data centers, and I have, and as I live outside that area, that could affect my experience with cloud-based gaming. So, how where where is their data center? I I don't know. You'd have to figure I found out the URL the... for their beta program, by the way. Must <laughs> <laughs> well, not be very secretive. Yeah, it, oh. it's not that hard to find. Yeah. So it's it it this hmm. actually looks at what OnLive is looking like. I find it interesting that it's a 32 bit uh, program. Yeah, 64. You would think something like this would just expect the 64-bit processor. But if it's going for a gaming computer that doesn't need to be a gaming computer, uh, then maybe you should make it 32-bit because that's what all the, the netbooks and everything are running, are 32-bit true. processors yeah. still. Yeah, remember, this doesn't need to do any serious crunching. Right. It's just rendering a picture. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Something like this sounds like it might be more viable when we have a uh, more wide-based fiber network yeah well dark fiber yeah. is is there it's coming online yeah it's just, just not on yet which yeah. is why it's dark yes <laughs> well i'm glad we cleared that up yeah but yeah the guy actually compared local games versus on live and he said like the local you can you can tell there is a lag but mm. uh if if you like, don't have the uh, the local version to compare it to you're not going to really notice the lag yeah like when you get used to just working with the lag you just it's just natural yeah i, I have they described their business business model yet as far as buying games versus like renting them versus playing them no is it a subscription and you can play whatever game you want um no they because it they still this is still beta they're still trying to work out how it actually works then i think so they haven't announced it it's not that no that's not how they're doing it they just haven't announced it yes oh okay i thought you were like no no it's not how it's going to be i'm like you know how it's going to be (laughs) (laughs) please tell me no nobody knows how it's going to be if that, if you want that much, all right. At least no one that we know of. Yeah. So I do find it kind of funny that this guy actually was able to get into the beta and then compare it to games that he actually has for his PC. Yeah. So. Wow. For standard def TV resolution, you need 1.5 megabits per second. For HD TV, you need five megabits per second. Ooh. Yeah, that's the one downside. Speedtest.net. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it seems they have one server out in California, one in Dallas, and one in D.C. Uh, see, now, what's uh, amazing is that while I probably couldn't pull off that uh, that kind of speed here cons- consistently, like I do have a, what, 15 megabit down, but, you know, <laughs> how often do you actually get 15 megabits down? Well, it depends right. on what your neighbors are doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I live in a freaking apartment building with like 180 units, I think. But uh, with uh, uh, on campus on the wireless, I could consistently get uh, something like six down and fifteen up. Yeah, that's that's there's there's a reason why I always posted the podcast when I was working at the radio station. I always posted the podcast while I was at the radio station because I was on the school's network. Yeah, yeah. And this so was- I when I started working uh, back in January, I was the it was in service, so there were no students. 
I got on the wireless and was doing 10 megabits per second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the wireless. Oh, it was when beautiful. I'm, when I'm at work um, in the summer and I'm down there, oh, man, just blazing speeds all over, all over. It's great. But yeah, they they hork up the network like nothing else. So yeah, it's it's kind of funny. You think like, well, why does a school need this much bandwidth? And then you think, well, wait a second. What about during How finals? Many people are using. It? Yeah. yeah, when like every when every lab is full and and you know every computer every is connected to the wireless. You've got uh yeah everything runs slow. And I have to deal with the complaints. It's slow. Yeah, isn't it great? I always, I always just want to look at him in the eye and say, "Well, that's a subjective viewpoint." Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need to run some scientific tests to discover if this is actually slow or if you're just an idiot. <laughs> you should just tell him, "Like, um, I can give you a dial-up connection that runs at 18.8." <laughs> the uh, actually, our university recently um, they used to offer free dial-up service. Free mm-hmm. dial-up internet. They recently discontinued it. Somebody uh, came up and was asking me about it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, they discontinued that." She's like, "Oh, does that mean I get free DSL now?" <laughs> like you wish. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. Have a nice day. I wonder if Mishnet's still up or not. Mishnet is you. the uh, well, it either is or was the local um, the free dial-up that was given to all the public universities in Michigan. Oh, nice. Which was really nice because. Um, if you knew where you were going, you could actually plug in like the the zip code that you or the uh, the area code that you'd be in, mm-hmm. and they would give you a list of all the local numbers to call from. Nice. So you wouldn't have to worry about long distance. It would just be a local call from wherever you were at in Michigan to get free dial up. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not That's sure if it's pretty- still up though. Mm. Yeah, you know, dial it up. It's gone the way of the floppy drive, <laughs> which I can't believe people still use those things. Can, can and, you even uh, get a, a new computer now with a floppy drive? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they still give them out. I don't know why. They should stop. Why? <laughs> because, honestly, floppies are unreliable. It's and you can still kind of convenient. You can boot from a thumb drive now. Yeah. Yeah. So why but not w- if you have an old, uh, an old computer. Well, if you have an old computer, then I, I still – see, I haven't used floppy drives in over 10 years. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, I don't see the need for it, even on old computers. They're really cool solar filters. What? Floppy disks? You, have you ever cracked open a floppy disk? Yeah, it's a – Taking the, the film out? It's a it's a floppy magnetic disk. Yeah, well, you can use that as a solar filter. Okay, that still doesn't give a reason to keep floppy drives around. That's just a reason. That's a reason against it. That's a reason. It's a reason something to else destroy floppy disks. Yes. Yeah, it's really cool. You can look at the sun through it. Well, <laughs> that's wonderful. I remember that the next time there's an eclipse. Unfortunately, uh, I haven't tried it with an eclipse, so I don't know if it, it if it's good or not. Unfortunately, I haven't had a floppy drive around in over ten years, or a floppy disk. So. <laughs> I don't know why they're still there. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like the MacBook Air didn't even come with an optical drive, let alone well, a floppy neither, drive. Well, neither do netbooks. Yeah. Well, that's so, battery and space issues, not yeah. obsolete issues. Right. But still, 90% of the time, you don't need an optical you know what's, drive anymore. what's really impressive that's completely obsolete? Zip disks. Oh, God. I hated swore by those the rise and fall in six years of the yeah. zip disk yeah my dad would swear by those i think he still has one in his computer at work or at least he did at his last job maybe not here oh Fred we just is- cleared them out of uh, my parents basement oh man those things even when those were out i like they were just useless i'm like because by the time like i got my hands on a zip drive i already had a cd burner <laughs> let's see 100 megabyte zip disk 
or 700 megabyte CD, or I think they were yeah, 600. but 100 megabytes read write rewritable reusable I, portable. See, I didn't have a need for that at the time. I did. Dave, yep. three words: click of death. Click of death. Click of death. The zip what, disk. Like the head crashes. Yeah. Uh, never experienced one with a zip disk. Oh my god, the click of death with the zip disk was just... Man, what is it with the internet and blank of death? Or blank of doom, or things like that. <laughs> I think it all Ray started screen with blue, of doom, think, blue screen of doom. I think it started Red with blue of, screen of death. Red ring of death. I mean, come on! <laughs> well, I think it all, all just comes back to either like blue screen of death or black screen of death. Whatever, like the first screen that just indicated a complete system failure. You, you look up Wikipedia's click of death. This term is also used specifically to refer to the failure of portable iOmega zip drives. And there's a wow. whole big thing about the iOmega zip drive. IOmega and, zip. Oh. It has a, a, a little wave file of the sound that it makes. Nice. Well, no, that was, that's up a hard drive, uh, click of death. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, a head crash. Yeah, head crashes. Those are wonderful. Because I, I remember in high school, we had zip disks, and yeah. I had a whole PowerPoint presentation that I had just copied onto a zip disk yeah. to click. present. Yeah, click. and then I put it click. in there, and I hear the clicks, and I'm like, ah, oh, son of a... That's why you burn it to a CD. That, that's what we so did. So get scratched. Hey, 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 you could at least get it from your house to school to do your presentation without yeah, it. You know what I mean? Come on. Magnetic magnetic storage is slowly on its way out, though. In rare cases, a zip cartridge with disk edge damage could rip off the heads in a zip drive. Wow. Wow, that's a design flaw. That is awesome. I want to see that happen. I want to, like, you go on to damage the heads of any drive in which they were used. <laughs> that's awesome. That is fantastic that's like great as soon as you have one of those you just pop it into like somebody's just go into every, yeah just start fucking up all the drives yeah <laughs> wow so you, you go into a school computer lab and just completely rip the heads out of you know 30 30 drives before anybody even knows what happened i just always loved on april fool's day going into the computer labs and removing all of the mouse balls people did that all the time in high school not just on april fool's day we would always ask who castrated the mice <laughs> People are like, the mouse isn't working. And you just turn it over like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> then the laser mouse was the best invention known to modern computer computing. Okay, so what do we got next? Visual scripting? Dave, what is this? Yeah, so this is this is a, a really cool thing called Project Sekuli, uh, which I think stands for Eye of God in some Native American language. Uh, and it's it's a scripting and macro automation language that runs using, using a Java implementation of Python. Yeah, crunch over that for a second. Uh, and it uses screenshots to actually do the scripting. Huh. So wait, I can, if I have set up a script for my, uh, for, the, for like basically doing the automation of the podcasting stuff, I could have it set up just by using print screen and pointing to what I yeah, wanted to do. Yeah, it's not even print screen. There's an internal screenshot, uh, kind of screenshot taking bit of the software, uh, where your screen goes dark for a sec, and then you click and drag and say this part of the screen. Basically, click here. Click on whatever looks like this. Wow. And it's kind of cool because this can be very specific. You can say, click on the thing that looks like this arrow that is to the right of the thing that looks like this word that is within this field. 
That's insane. Yeah, and it, it's really pretty cool. It's slow, is the one thing right now, is it's really slow. Yeah. Uh, but you can also tell it, excuse me, to export it into more or less an executable. Uh, it requires the, the actual program environment to run the executable, but nothing is in clear text. So I could write a script to log me into my email with my password in the script, and I double, I, I export it, and nothing's clear text, so you can't recover the password. Uh, nice. But you can double-click it, and boom, you sit back and watch as your computer clicks, 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 and moves into your email. So basically you could set up like a, a little box that says, like, okay, I want to look at all the web comics that I have each day, or yeah. I want to do this, or I want to post this, or this, this, and that. And you could just have like a list of executables, and you go, okay, what do I want to do? I want to do this. Okay, click, and then it does it? Yeah. Cool. In fact, you could even do it, because there's, you know, it's a programming language, so there's things like wait, and it can wait for a certain image to be appear on your screen. So you could say, wait for my clock to look like this. <laughs> it has OCR, text recognition, so you could say, you could literally say, wait for the clock to say 1.42 p.m. Wow. Dave, I think your clock's off. Is it? I have 1.39. I have yeah, 1.39 and 1.41. I don't know why, but like my Linux machine and my windows machine are two minutes off from each other yeah my clock is a little fast i don't know why huh but that that is pretty neat it's it it gives people who don't know how to do the hard coding yeah a chance to do yeah. hard coding no, and it yeah. interfaces nicely with any program. You don't need to know how they wrote the, the interface with it you don't need to know the names of the form you just say click this yeah that's awesome okay more ipad hate Eight things that suck about the iPad? Yeah. Um, only eight? We, we've gone over, like, all of it. Bezel, no multitasking, no camera, touch keyboard, no HDMI out, the name iPad, <laughs> no flash still. Well, that's more of an iPod issue. Well, it's an Apple-closed environment issue, which yeah. is the last mm. thing on the list. Adapters, it's not widescreen, doesn't support T-Mobile. It doesn't support T-Mobile 3G? Neither does the iPhone phone does it well the iphone technically is still part of the 18 yeah. no iphone does if you jailbreak it never mind see, this it's is totally kind of good. funny that apple back in the old days of apple apple was all about the hey mess around with our goods yeah like they they had all the the, the yeah little... that's when steve wozniak was part of apple yeah mm-hmm. now it's steve jobs and now it's a freaking closed garden yeah walled garden Whatever. Closed system. Closed system, walled garden, closed garden, walled, yeah. walled, closed, closed walled. I it's like, we'll, we'll give you this great idiot proof interface, but you can only do what we let you do with it. But back in the old days, everything was all about, oh, Apple, here, mess around with this. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, again, though, difference. Yeah. yeah. Big difference. But uh, I don't know. I wasn't impressed by the iPad, but I'm not really impressed by Apple in general. I, mean, I, th- I think I was the only thing about Apple I've been impressed with really was the iPhone. And even that, you know, given enough time, <laughs> isn't as impressive as it was, you know, even six months ago. Yeah. It's, so. It's. Yeah. Comcast rebranding to what? Com- Comcast? <laughs> Comcast is rebranding to Xfinity. So people. Comcast uh, <laughs> is dropping the name Comcast. So people can forget that they're terrible. That's and they can hope. learn all over again. No, think about it. The average person isn't even going to notice that Comcast changed their name. They're just going to see, oh, my cable company is Xfinity now. Oh, maybe yeah. Comcast finally went out of business or got bought Someone up by bought somebody. Comcast or something. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're hoping is that they'll, they'll think that, oh, someone must have bought them. There's been some sort of change in the administration and the way they run things. No. No. <laughs> it's no. Comcast. Yeah. It's going to suck. 
So remember, when you see Xfinity, think Comcast. Think shit. When you see Xfinity, think I need to change my service provider. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder exactly. what the new phone number is going to be. I guess it could just be Xfinity. I, it used to be 800 Comcast. I, I love oh. how the Comcast is still going to be the company name, but mm-hmm. all the products are going to be called Xfinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll rebrand our products, Xfinity TV, Xfinity Voice, and Xfinity Internet. And hope that you don't notice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love how the consumer thinks it's all about porn. What? Comcast, the consumer says Comcast has decided to give up and rebrand its cable and internet offerings as Xfinity, which to us sounds like a company that would make porn. <laughs> no, that would be I guess. Triple, that would be triple Xfinity. Yeah. <laughs> XXXfinity. Yeah. Oh. It would be some kind of freaky science fiction porn. <laughs> Mass Effect 2. (laughs) (laughs) Well then. Sad but true. So, yeah. Google is trying to figure out where you are. Automobiles! Oh, or if you want to go automobiles. Which one, Dave? Google or automobiles? I I thought we could move on. I guess we're on Google. Andy beat me to it. Ha ha! Fine. Google. Google wants to know know where you are. Yes. At any given time. Yes. By using your cell phone. Yes. What's new? Um, well, normally, because they, you can tell Google where you're at based off of the cell phone towers, but they still have to get that information from the carriers. Google wants to sidestep the carriers completely and just find out where you are based off of basically packet headers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it can estimate the location of wireless access points, whether a Wi-Fi hotspot or a cellular tower, determining the accuracy of the location, and then deducing the user's position based on these sort of packet headers and other sorts of information. Huh. So instead of taking the carrier saying, okay, the tower's here, so they're in this area, they'll go, well, the packet header is actually from here, or they're on a Wi-Fi spot, which is actually here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Google has my information anyways from Google Latitude. <laughs> So, yeah, but they're and, getting most of that information from cellular towers, which are f- coming from the carriers themselves. Ah, see, I thought yeah. it was because my phone just reported to Google, he's here. Well, if you have. Especially when I have the GPS on. Yes, but that's all that information is coming from the carrier and given to Google. I see. Google wants to sidestep the carriers completely with this. <laughs> Google doesn't like dealing with middlemen. Yeah. We've discovered this. <laughs> Google gets screwed when they deal with middlemen. Yes. <laughs> So now Google just wants to know all the information on its own, <laughs> which seems like a yeah. pretty cool idea because that's what you can do with the IP like tracing is mm. you can go, okay, the packet header means it's right here and you're coming from this area. So you don't need to go to the carrier and go, where is this? Packet header says he's over in this area. Okay. And the, the more people you get there to do this, the more the precise the information will be. But cars, let's talk about cars. Cars, automobiles. Indeed. Electrical and hybrid automobiles, basically. So, uh, well, that's just a fad. The, That'll never the actual get big news that I'm sure everyone knows about already is that Toyota's doing their horrible recalls. Well, I, I wouldn't call them horrible recalls, but recalls of defective products. Yes. <laughs> recalls of horribly defective products. Yes. Oh, because American yeah. automakers haven't had any history of terrible products before either, right? Edsel. Hey, my Buick is amazing, and that's Nothing all I got to like, say. Nothing like, you know, I, I don't know, the Ford Edsel? The Ford sucks. Everybody knows Ford sucks. Or Ford oh, doesn't what was, count. What was the death trap unsafe at any speed? That was... That was the Ford Pinto. No, it was... No, oh, it wasn't the Pinto. Nader's book. Yeah, what was... Unsafe at any speed. Shoot, I should know that because it's. I in, thought it was Chrysler. It's in Mr. Holland's opus too. No, I don't want safe auto. I want unsafe. <laughs> unsafe. unsafe auto. There we go. Uh, safety of seatbelts. 
uh, the Corvair. Yes, there it is. That was a it Chevy was the GM it. Chevy Corvair. Yeah. The one well, you, car you know, what, you know what? The 96 and the 99 Buick Century mm-hmm. are quality automobiles. Yeah. All the way. They're Buicks. Of course they're quality. <laughs> well, there you go. But don't buy a Toyota. Buy a Buick. There's <laughs> buy a solution. Cadillac. They're even better. Well, Hell, Cat- when, I, when I drove my, uh, my current Buick to uh, New Jersey, I got 32 miles to the gallon. Okay. I got Buick. that on my Camry, too. Well, I was driving a Buick. Yeah. So there. <laughs> The Buick is much more comfortable than the Camry. Yes. Probably. Oh, yeah. It's a little more luxurious. Indeed. It's also a little more expensive. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> but this... Not when you buy them 15 years old. <laughs> hey, hey, this one's only 10. Right, right, right. But this one, this article is asking, like, okay, we have all these electronic parts now in an automobile. Like, back in the old days, especially with my Benz, everything <laughs> was mechanical. Nice drop in there. My Benz. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, I drive a Benz. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I, a Benz that's older than we are? <laughs> yes, but it also it has, it's completely mechanical. There's not really anything electrical in that car. Okay, so is a John Deere tractor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you don't see John Deere tractors having stuck accelerator pedals. Or having problems with their ABS or their cruise control. Andy, do, you, do you know what the maximum speed of a John Deere tractor is? What, like five miles an hour? It's like eight or nine miles per hour. But it's still, it's coming to the point oh, yeah. where... Computer system glitches and all that. Yeah, which is kind of funny <laughs> to think about because braking and steering are basically still mostly controlled by mechanical components. Hydraulics right. and rack and pinion-ish with the steering, power steering. Yeah. So it's just like, are we getting to the point where if my computer in my car has a glitch is that going to kill me rather than having like because we know we have blue screens of death we have pinwheels of death we have clicks of death with computers well think think about this too uh this would actually be of death yeah (laughs) but think think about this too is that uh if we're getting glitches and and you know software bugs you know what's to stop the future of of computer viruses in your car's operating system? Uh the fact that it's not actually running an operating system per se. Mm, there's there's there are computer programs running. It's not an operating system per yeah, se. Yeah, I'm pretty, sure they're, they're pretty much hard code. I mean, they're all firmware. Yeah, that's a good but point. you still can control the firmware. Yeah, if you've got the port. I mean, like not any people aren't going to be able to just have walk an, up to your car and install a virus. Dave, they have an DB two. Uh, to USB port. Yeah, they have ODB2 to USB, plus OnStar has connection to the ODB port, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they can shut down your car from so remotely. Now, now, somebody hacks the OnStar signal. Yeah. I mean, could they've got... Remotely. They have access, remote access to every car that has OnStar. They, they can unlock your doors, start your car, turn off your car, change your radio. They can turn on your heat and air conditioning. Somebody That'd could. Pretty nasty little annoying bug that just like randomly switches your radio stations. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, could, they could lock your doors, turn on the heat, change it to a country station, and drive you off a pier. <laughs> well, not drive you off a pier, because then you still have to manually shift it into gear. Well, that's true. But if you're already uh, here... Andy, I don't know how much longer that's going to be. There are cars that are push-button gear shift. I know, because the flappy paddle gearboxes. Hmm. I watch my Top Gear, Dave. I know what's coming. Okay. <laughs> I don't watch Top Gear, and I still know this. But it's... I drive an old Buick. I don't really pay attention. <laughs> but it, it's, it's the question of how much control can we give to a computer without having serious issues? Mm-hmm. Cause, cause, without losing control. Yeah, but then there's also the problem of computer being actually smarter than people like the the commuter air crash that happened out in new york the computer knew what was going on it was warning the pilot 
to increase their speed. The pilot was right. stupid enough to pull the plane up into a stall and then crash. Yeah. Which was this? One of the commuter flights that was that happened a couple months ago that the uh, NTSB just released their findings on. Oh. Because the, the, the plane speed was it. too slow. And so for some odd reason, instead of pushing down to and to increase the plane speed, the pilot pulled up. Pulled up and went into a stall. Went into a stall and then just the plane crashed. Oops. Well, then here's the question. Why don't we have that kind of like warning system and, and equipment in our vehicles then? Clearly the, you're breaking the speed limit? I don't know. I mean. There are actually some cruise controls that are set to follow the speed limit and will not let you go faster than. Where it just picks up the sign? No, um, it's based off of GPS. I think it's most of them. Mm. Yeah. But it's still, it's, Toyota's having an issue with this. Mm-hmm. The other car story I thought was kind of funny. Tesla, those electric roadsters, yeah, um, gone. They're going to be gone after this year, and the new Model S, which we talked about, which um, is basically being built from scratch, which is stupid for them. You know, <laughs> but they did get a four hundred sixty-five million dollar loan from the Department of Energy for a car that isn't even being built yet. That's not going to start until twenty twelve. So they're going to have a year to design this, redesign it from ground up. Nah. No, no, Dave, they're going to have a year no. of not selling anything. <laughs> oh, well, that's bad because the car uh, that they are producing right now is going to stop production in twenty eleven, and the Model S is not even going to begin production perhaps until twenty twelve. They're planning on service calls. <laughs> Oh, I hear your batteries are bad. Let's we'll swap them out. They're going to do that for a year. I don't think they have a big enough market share to uh, rely on selling batteries for a year. No. Yeah. So, yeah, Tesla did something stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, quick note, Walmart and Best Buy have bowed out of their whole used games business. Huzzah! What do you mean huzzah? That means GameStop is still the only place to go. Because used games as a, a market through stores is, I, I think, detrimental to the industry. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think we need to get to a larger digital delivery uh, system yeah. to keep production costs down. So and of so that on... people, when they buy the game, actually buy it from the developer and publisher and not yeah. GameStop. Yeah, GameStop is evil. So here's know. here's my thought. If they if the publishers release their games on a descending scale of, of price, kind of similar to how used games are sold, mm-hmm. and they cut out the used games, they'd do just fine. They'd do better than they're doing now. Right. Yeah. Because they'd be bringing in all that used game money. But they, so, but they yeah. don't. Because I, if you look at some of the... I got, what, Mass Effect for, what, like 12 bucks, something like that? Mm-hmm. You go on to Xbox Live where you can download Mass Effect and play it, and it's still, still 20, right. 25, but, something like that. But if I'm saying if they had released it for, like, oh, I don't know, 15 bucks... If they had released it to match the used game price, then yes, it would make sense. But they're not. Xbox right, Live, things that have been on Xbox Live for years and years and years. Are still the same price as when well, they the came problem out. Is, the problem is that Microsoft has absolutely no inclination to heavily compete with right. the retailers because they don't want to alienate the retailers. who Because that's where their money's coming from. Right. And it's I'm like, saying that this is what I'd like to see change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like no, to I see agree. the publishers step in and say, we're going to distribute this. Yeah. And GameStop, which I, you know, I've got friends who work there. It's a good 
place. They actually sometimes do know a lot about the game. <laughs> sometimes. Depends on which Sometimes, game. yeah. I, I've got one friend there. I mean, I can ask him about just about any game on the wall. He'll answer me fully. He will answer me truthfully. He'll say, he's willing to say, I don't know, but this is what I've heard from so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And then you have the GameStop employees that I argue with over here about the problems with Metacritic and about the repetitiveness of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think there needs to be a change in the industry. Yeah. But good luck with that. Yeah, yeah that's like a 10-year battle. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah, like, yeah, again, it's a 10-year battle, games, Well, what's going to happen is GameStop will change their market, and they will move into digital distribution, and they will make a fucking fortune. Mm-hmm. Well. Because they're already established as the name brand. Yeah, that's true. But then they'd have to work within, uh, you know, the systems of each console and everything there. And Microsoft, as we've seen, already has their own system set up. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting battle. Yeah, so GameStop will provide you with a disc, which is, in essence, a game for the 360 Mm -hmm. that connects to their servers, which lets you download and play whatever game. Yeah, although to pull this off, too, there needs to be larger hard drives in the 360 that don't cost a fortune. No, just stream what you need from the hard drive. It means longer loading screens, but who cares? Yeah, but my hard drive has to be larger. (laughs) Why? Because I have a 20-gig hard drive in there. So you're not going to be storing the games on your hard drive. You're streaming what you need from their server into local RAM. So then we get on live again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, I don't, yeah. Well, no, because OnLive is running remotely. This would run locally, but it's pulling the data remotely. Yeah, well, I don't know if there is, uh, you know... You're still going to need a pretty big cache on the hard drive to run these things. Yeah, you're going to need 8 gigs of cache. No, you won't need more than a gig. You won't need more than what the RAM is. Maybe twice that. Mm. As I said, you're just going to suffer longer loading screens. Yes. If that was... If that was, like, a viable option, though, then why didn't Microsoft already do that? Because this way they make more money? I could see it. I don't know. It it would be difficult to program as a thing. Yeah. Okay, I want you to make this game to be played on the disc, or to be played from the hard drive, or to be played... No, 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 I'm saying the... the Having it... Writing the the quote-unquote game to stream... The information remotely, I think that would be the hardest part of it. Yeah. But there are some people who are going to want the actual disc, so they're still going to make the actual disc. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're kind of... We're slowly moving out of that. People are are becoming more... It's okay, going to be like having it tied files. into an account. It's going to be like the audio files that, you know, oh my god, I have to have these speakers. It sounds so much better. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it'll, I mean, because people are more, I mean, like, look how many people use, uh, you know, Steam right now. People are fine with having an account that's their account that has everything that they bought is tied into that account. Yep. So, I think it works very well, actually. Right. So, you know, why can't we have that model for consoles? And the only thing that's really stopping us right now is the size of a hard drive. And because, like, especially with 360, because how much Microsoft charges for mm-hmm. relative to the space that you're getting for their hard drives. Yeah, I love how the 160 gigabyte hard drive for the Xbox is more expensive than some 500 gigabyte hard drives for computers. Exactly. And I mean, all it is is a two and a half inch hard drive in a special casing. Yep, with a little extra security built in. Yep. Yeah, it's like some extra plastic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, are you are you telling me that that plastic costs that much? Yep. Because I mean, if that's the case, <clears throat> why even use that plastic? 
Well, I, I, it's not just the plastic. There is actual security uh, chips in the hard drive. Yeah, I find it hard to believe they cost that much. Well, in the hard drive, though, these hard drives aren't they just specific, man, specifically manufactured hard drives? Like I have no they're idea. They're Western. Um, they're specific Western digital hard drives, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, so it's not like Microsoft is putting special chips on this hard drive. They've just got special, basically, <clears throat> software that encrypts yeah. the hard drive. Right, which... To make sure that you cannot use other hard drives. So it's like the the TiVo hard drives. I'm not sure if they still do it, but for a while, um, they had basically the hard drives flipped, where on a normal hard drive, if it was 0101, the TiVo hard drive would have it listed as 1010. Mm-hmm. So, they so did... without doing some clever hacking, you couldn't read it? Yeah. Cute. I know. Yeah. Okay, uh, quickly, uh, the iPad is actually causing problems for Amazon now. Really? Yeah, I saw that. Well, Amazon uh, was having a fight with uh, a publisher named oh, Macmillan. I heard about this. Where Macmillan was like, well, hey, Apple's got us saying that we can put uh, our prices to whatever we want. So they told Amazon that we want to change the price for ebooks from a flat nine ninety nine to whatever mm-hmm. range we want. Normally, twelve right. or else we leave. Yeah. And so yeah, I saw Amazon was like, well, okay then. Well, uh, we'll just remove all our buy buttons from your books and your ebooks. And then I guess Macmillan's like, well, okay then. I guess we won't deal with Amazon. We'll just deal with Apple. They, yeah, they called the bluff. Basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now Amazon in, uh, was it March, is going to have the publishers be able to set their own price for the ebook titles. Yeah, I saw that going on. So now we're looking at what like thirteen. Now we're looking at like thirteen to sixteen dollar range. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not too. And a lot of other publishers are saying like, "Hey, if you're letting them do it, we want to do it too." Yeah. Now they're all like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" (laughs) So Apple just single handedly drove up the price of eBooks. Yeah. Thanks. By entering the market. (laughs) Thank you, Apple. Shouldn't that be the opposite? Shouldn't once you get more people in the market, the price should go down? Yeah, you would think. It's Apple. (laughs) Yeah. Everything with Apple is more expensive now to the point where they're affecting the prices of things that aren't even theirs. Amazon, I think, should have held their ground. Should have said, no, no, we've committed to this. You committed to this. We have you on contract with this. If you want to back out, too fucking bad. Go to the note. See what they do. Right. Because you know what it is? is Like Amazon, especially by removing their physical books. I mean, mean, that's where Amazon really got its start was with books. So I'm pretty sure their book market is, is pretty big. They probably could have at least come to a compromise if they hadn't just backed down. Yep. And now they're getting walked all over by every publisher. Well, it was a bad decision on the, Amazon. Well, I'm Amazon talking. is basically still getting 30% of all these mm-hmm. books. The flat nine ninety nine was sometimes That's Amazon true. was taking a hit as long along with the publishers were taking a hit at that nine ninety nine price. So yeah, that's true. I, Amazon I, uh, really isn't losing too much because they are going to be making more money with the higher prices. Mm-hmm. Even so, the, just kind of the principle of we've committed to this business model. We sold these Kindles to the customers with the understanding that this was how much books were going to cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's um, no, it's a craft deal, though. It is. The yeah. consumer loses, basically. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to Apple. <laughs> Welcome to capitalism. Yes. Um, yes. All right. I, I just what got, else we got? Uh, uh, there's a Wow Auction House app now for your iPhone. So in case yep. um, you see somebody leaving a theater with their iPhone, they might actually be going because something they really want just appeared on the Wow Auction House. Okay. Uh, Blizzard did say, uh, you know, I'm, I saw this, Andy, and I was going to post it. I was going to post the actual Blizzard post, not the post of the post of the post of the post. Oh. <laughs> so you suck for beating me to this one because I had the actual Blizzard post. Okay. Uh, they were talking about how it might be premium. Some services might be premium. 
Well, yeah, because you got to pay for the iPhone app. No, 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 no. Beyond that, that like it would be a, a subscription base or something like that. Wait, so I would have to pay to be able to access the WoW auction house outside of WoW? Well, given that it's going to destroy the game, yeah. <laughs> the, the game is always... WoW, to me, basically was, okay, we have this game, and then they brought in Battlegrounds and everything, and the entire time, they've just been trying to fix the game that they broke. <laughs> well, people have played... played it in a while. No, I haven't. Yeah. Is it, like, even more broken? Well, AB and Warsong Gulch are fun. AV is the stupidest thing in the world now. Well, yeah, because they kept on trying to fix... Well, AV, both sides run right past each other, and it's a race to see who can kill the other person first. Which is ridiculous. Like, literally just run right past... I, I went in there, and I didn't see a single alliance. It was like 35 to 35, and I didn't see one of them. Because I think everybody's complaining about the four to six hour matches for AV. I loved those. They, I loved sitting there and going like, oh, oh, oh. cap the graveyard, cap the graveyard. And... Okay, so the two last things. We really should hit a random topic soon. Okay. Uh, Monster Uh-oh. bought Hot Jobs from Yahoo for $225 million. Wow, it's a lot of money. So I guess okay. now there's Monster for Jobs. There's Craigslist. Wasn't Monster always Jobs? Yeah. I was thinking okay. of the, the websites you could go to to search for Monster, Jobs. Monster, Craigslist, local newspapers, things like that. And what else? Uh, that's it. Well, I got a little something. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> official news just hit as of, like, this recording. There are less than 300 Saturday PAX East passes left. <laughs> wow. So three days are already sold out. Saturday's almost sold out. So now you're just... Yeah. Basically, if you're not going to PAX East and you don't have your tickets... Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're planning on going, you better have already bought that, tickets. That said, I, I have my media pass. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, you don't count. Uh, what? <laughs> just saying. What do you mean I don't count? You don't count. <laughs> How do I not count? You don't count. I'm just saying. You don't count. Uh, I, I, Star Trek oh. Online hits a million people. I thought it, it thought it wasn't even out yet. No, it's Apparently, out. it's a huge beta. It's out. Oh, it's out? Yeah. yeah. Oh. The uh, early thing is out, I think. So, no, because okay. it's available on, on uh, Impulse now. Oh, so it's like out, out now. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it's out, out, out. Okay. I'm waiting for like a free trial, and then I'm... Yeah, you go to their site, available now. Mm. Well, okay then. I thought it was still in beta, but I guess it's out, and it's already got a million people. Yeah. Fantastic. WoW has, what, 12, 13, 14, yeah. 15? 15. As we're recording, 15. the number keeps on going up. <laughs> I could never get into MMOs. I just don't have the time to devote to them. I like games that actually have an ending. (laughs) Yes, then MMOs are not for you. No, no. Speaking of ending, random topic time. Yeah. I rolled ahead of time. I rolled a three. So we've got favorite dessert. (sighs) Talking with somebody who's... A lot of things that I can't eat. Yeah, Yeah, same here. Celiac disease, lactose intolerance, and then there's me. (laughs) (laughs) Who, like me, can't gain weight. (laughs) So I could eat basically whatever I wanted. Jackass. Tasty, tasty, tasty. I can't gain weight, but I can't eat whatever I want. (laughs) Maybe that's why you can't gain weight. (laughs) No, I've tried to gain... Uh, One time, I I have people who hate me for this. One time I sat down with a pint of Ben and Jerry's, and when I got up, it was gone. Oh, I hate you. I hate you because I can't eat ice cream. weight that night. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. I burned more calories eating the Ben and Jerry's and sitting in my bed than I did from the Ben and Jerry's. Wow. Dave, all you got to start working on is muscle building. Yeah, I know. Muscle building followed by protein. Yeah, I I try. We're actually exercising three times a week now. Nice. So I guess guess my favorite dessert that I can't eat without like a bottle of Pepto at my side uh, (laughs) is going to have to be Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Ooh. That's actually uh, the ice cream cake. No, but Dairy Queen is one of the things that I'm trying to do in the summer to gain weight. <laughs> because the 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 blizzards, a large peanut butter cup blizzard is something like 1,200 calories. Oh, and they're so delicious. I know. I, I could eat a couple of those a week. Dave, if you have any blizzards that are open right now, I've got a couple of buy one, get one free coupons. For- I, there is a Dairy Queen that's open. It's down on Washtenaw. I have a couple buy one, get one free coupons myself. <laughs> I hate both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, favorite dessert. Well, I always loved the Dairy Queen Nerds Blizzards because that was like Dairy Queen Blizzard plus a sugar rush. Sugar. (laughs) I I still got to go with the peanut butter cup for the Blizzards. Mm, uh, Blizzards, it's always Oreo for me. Um, Sham tort. Yeah, Sham tort is good. Sham tort. Uh, it, it would kill Mo, but it, it's so delicious. <laughs> Sham tort is, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners aren't familiar with it, uh, unless we've described it before, have we? We talked about it a little bit. When we talk about Passover, yeah. we might go over it. So it's, it's a meringue base, which is nothing but egg whites and sugar and a little bit of vanilla. And then on top of that is homemade whipped cream and cut fresh strawberries. It's delicious. Oh, it, that's Oh, it's kill so me. good. That whipped cream would just kill me. Instantly. Yeah, the whipped cream would, would absolutely destroy you. The My rest of it's fine. explode. <laughs> meringue, it, meringue is just eggs, so that should be fine for you. Yeah. So we could just leave the whipped cream off of like a, a sliver of it. Yeah. And you could eat that. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, thanks. I, I do have to say yeah, that I want a chomp <laughs> The the favorite dessert that we always have every Christmas is the rice pudding, and that's Ugh. that's it. Ugh. Oh, it's delicious. Ugh. Except when you get the almond, which means that's the when you get the almond you're supposed to like fall in love or get married in the next year or something like that well don't find the almond anymore (laughs) well no i didn't find the the almond anymore but for it was like the running gag for like three or four years before i got married i was always the one to find the almond (laughs) it was like there would be times where i wouldn't eat any at the table because i didn't want to find the almond and then after everybody else had eaten, I would like go later to grab some more. And you got the almond. And I get the almond, or I'd be like the first one. And I would get the almond, or it was, it was ridiculous. And granted, now I'm the. See first. what you didn't know is that whenever your mom would serve it to you, she'd slip the almond into your cup. Oh suggestive. no, no, it's it's definitely in there when it's cooked. So you, it's completely random because it's it's mixed mm-hmm. in with with the rice pudding while it, you're still mm-hmm. making it. So you definitely sure. No, no, Dave, it's. <laughs> It's in there. It's got a glazed top on it, so you really can't stick it in. Okay. Can you remember roughly where it is, though? No, because you're putting it in while you're mixing the mixing it all together. So okay. <laughs> all right then. It is completely random. Well, that, all this right. This is all very confusing to me. Speaking <laughs> of completely random, this is you know, the Random Access Podcast, and thank you, Mo, for joining us. Sure thing. Uh, any sites, events, things you you would like to announce? Uh, Pax East is coming. <laughs> if you haven't bought a ticket yet, you're probably screwed. <laughs> well, there's probably a thread on the PA forums about ticket sales. Yeah. Reselling, scalping, yeah. basically. Yeah, there is. That one's usually, the prices on that are usually driven by what people are willing to pay to get one, which uh, the most recent highest amount somebody is willing to pay right now is $70 for a three-day, which if you buy three single-day passes, it's $90. So you're still a little bit ahead. Right. Um, but like like I said earlier, those Saturday passes are almost gone. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's always the biggest day. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's uh, you know, that's coming up fast. That's like what seven weeks away, I think. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. All right, it's, it's next month. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the end of next month, right? Right, but it's still next okay. month. I guess I need to start hanging out in the IRC again because yeah. it's almost packed. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna be there. Dave, and, uh, Dave shows up. Hey, everybody. Who are you? Right. <laughs> and then, hey, um, you know what? If they don't remember me, that's fine. I'm happy them, with that. It's not them not remembering you. It's just the number of people that have uh, that are new. Showed up. Yeah. But, awesome. uh, well, but like, see, then I can come in and be like, hi, guys. I'm new here. What's this PAX? <laughs> <laughs> then I will Terrible. kick and ban you, Dave. Oh, Terrible. come on. You don't want to do that. Terrible. Oh, I, I, would, I would be amused by it. Yeah. But, by uh, kicking and banning me or by me doing it? No, kicking and banning you. Oh, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but we've got that's, the, not, that's not what you want to do. We, we've got the, uh, uh, the the train trip we're doing uh, because I didn't feel like driving through upstate New York in February. See, or, I mean, that's March. the thing. I, I looked at the, the travel times for driving and driving different routes. Mm-hmm. If you drive through southern New York, you only lose like 45 minutes. Yeah, okay, either way. <laughs> All right. So I'm not driving through upstate New York, but I am driving. Yes, well, I wanted a break for once. So we're doing the train. Uh huh. Get to sit on the train. You for realize a day. it's it's just a small step from taking the train to flying to PAX. No, it's not. No, it's yeah, it, no, it's it not. is. No, it's one of the, one of these years you will not drive to PAX. No, not until I absolutely dead. cannot help it. Yeah, it'll happen. Just wait. You shut up. Uh huh. <laughs> it'll happen. <laughs> Hey, is Tara going to PAX East? No, no. She's, uh, yeah, she's using up her vacation days to go to Mardi Gras. Well, hey, there's uh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> she has friends down there. She doesn't have friends at PAX East. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it. Yes, so Mo, thanks a bunch, and I guess we'll see you whenever we see you. Yes. I'll see you at PAX East. All right. <laughs> I might room with you at PAX East. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll see. All right. See ya. Talk to you guys. Talk to you later. <laughs>